I thought we might just start off with a little kind of mini potted version of your career. Oh gosh, my 30 year career. (laughs) Short. Where did you start? Where are you now? Um, So started from an unusual background of being um, working class, state school educated and not a graduate. Um, Coming into a professional services environment, um, was lucky enough to have been given a break. and uh, found myself in a space working in restructuring, which was uh, which really suited me. It's a mix of law and finance and a sort of general business common sense. Um, very fast paced, very varied. Absolutely um, loved it. Had a flourishing career until, um, rather shockingly, when I turned thirty, I fell in love with a woman for the first time. Um, and I, at the back in the day, was when there were no gay role models in life, really, let alone in business. You know, this was a, a point in time when you know Elton John was married to a woman and yes. George Michael was straight, and so it was not an environment where I felt comfortable in coming out. I, I started to feel very uncomfortable at work. Started to doubt whether I was in the right place. My career sort of really stalled as I. St- struggled to sort of stay in the closet if you will and then my boss had a conversation with me and he asked me if the uh, flatmate that I'd introduced him to was in fact my partner how did you feel about that I was really shocked but then I thought well I could lie because I've been mm. lying quite successfully for two years but I realized I didn't want to lie um, and so I told him the truth and we had a great conversation And then at the end of that conversation, I asked if he would respect my confidence because nobody else in the office knew and, you know, it it didn't affect my work. And and he told me that I was wrong, that it would affect my work if I wasn't able to be open and honest with my colleagues, my clients, that it would diminish my effectiveness as a leader. Um, And it was my first instruction, if you will, into um, the notion of authentic leadership. And so I very tentatively stepped out of the closet and told a few people and amazingly enough the sky didn't fall in and so I told a few more and you know that was really positive but the more conversations I had the more my confidence built and the more normalized it became and my career got back on track and actually probably flourished and accelerated even faster than it had beforehand. So you said your very smart boss said you wouldn't be as effective and successful if you weren't authentic about bringing the Stonewall idea, bringing your whole self Mm -hmm. to work. Have you found that to be true? Do you think you flourish better? Absolutely, yes, because all of the, the fear disappeared, the fear of being found out. And I felt with every conversation I had, I felt I was claiming back the power, power with a small p. I think when I was in the closet, you know, the power was all with everybody else, you know, in, in terms of, you know, the potential to find me out and right. then for bad things to happen. Um, so reclaiming that power was very liberating. And you must have spent a great chunk of your energy in hiding that truth. Yes. Yeah. Trying to, you know, avoid using pronouns and names and being very vague about what you did at the weekend and so on. Do you find there's any sort of generational difference between older colleagues or people of a similar age or younger people? Are attitudes largely across the board now just accepting and inclusive? 
Um, I think the younger generations definitely are more um, inclusive than my baby boomer um, generation. But my fear is that it's when they come into the workplace that is the first time that they will start to see some kind of bias or prejudice or worse against individuals because they are gay, because they are of a different ethnic minority or because they are women. I think the Human Rights Campaign did some research and I think it's 63% of outgraduates go back into the closet. See, that is interesting. So when you say that, you know, as many as 60% of young people are even discussing the fact that maybe they need to be back in the closet if they're job hunting, there's clearly something about the way work, the workplace, the working world is presenting itself to these smart young people. We're talking about graduates mostly here coming into your sort of workspace. Have you any sense of where those messages are coming from? I think it's everywhere, actually. I think um, it's in the media. You know, there's still snipey, you know, comments. So there's a kind of a societal thing which doesn't help. And I think there's, there are insufficient role models in business that actually say, look, you know, I'm like you, whether that's because I'm a lesbian or because I'm working class or because I'm not a graduate or whatever it might be. What gets in the way of feeling included at work for you? Is it around language? I think there is a, a, a vocabulary barrier. So people can be fearful of you know, overstepping some imaginary legal line and then bad things happening. For UK business, we are, we're a very class conscious society and British business is very hierarchical. And that's kind of what drives a lack of inclusion, to my mind, is because it's always the most senior person in the room who is expected to come up with all the ideas. And so therefore, regardless of your personal identity, you just don't feel that you're in an environment where you can make a contribution, a full contribution. So, I mean, tips for well-intentioned HRs, recruiters line managers, what should they be doing in order to to bring a a truly diverse community through their doors? I think be be brave and ask questions. Engage with everybody in a way that you would like to be engaged with, you know, so, and being careful with language, yes, but don't be hypervigilant. If you trip yourself up, apologise, you know, I had no intention to cause offence, I'm very sorry, blah, blah. EY looks very different just walking through your offices now than the first time I walked through an EY office, Ernst & Young, as it then was 20, 25 years ago. Is it where you want it to be? Are you still on the journey in terms still of on diversity? A journey. Still on a journey, definitely. We're almost at risk of declaring victory too soon because... It does look very different, but we're a country mile from really understanding what how to include everybody in um, in the best possible way. And I found this recently with a colleague who um, is a Spanish national, so English isn't his first language. His English is excellent, but quite heavily accented. Um, he's a white man, straight white man, but because he's not a native English speaker, he's finding that there are biases against him. Yeah, so it comes in many different shapes and forms so yeah um, we're 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 still on a journey um, but we have got to 
keep on focusing on this. 